Now then everyone, this is the Wedding Mavericks podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers who want to build successful and sustainable businesses. My name's Lindsay and I'm John Bell Jules today and on this episode we are discussing why it's very important to know your numbers. Okay, so last week we talked all about money and taxes and so it feels right this week to kind of take it one step further now and put our focus on understanding the numbers that kind of make your business work and that ultimately are going to ensure that you can continue to run your business successfully for the longer term. Yep. So tell us, Jules, what do we mean by knowing your numbers? Is it your vital stats, height, weight, shoe size? (laughs) Well, those things are important. Um, In the context of of, uh, wedding photography and videography business, I mean, we're not wanting to teach people to suck eggs. Uh, Some people might listen to this and be like, "Why why are you kind of talking about this? Like, you know, this is obvious. Um, but honestly, from having conversations with other people in the industry and from sort of observing the things that people tend to, to focus on a lot, you know, they focus on a lot to do with gear and a lot to do with like shooting techniques and things like that. And this is, again, this is another reason you'll have heard us talk about this on the podcast like before, but the reason why we, we are focusing a lot we like to focus a lot on the business side of things is because it's the bit that it seems to be overlooked. It's the bit that people don't, they don't seem to, to kind of spend a lot of time focusing on talking about um, trying to improve and, and things. They'll improve on the technical side, they'll improve mm. on the gear side and they're not really improving on the business side of things. But then you, you see these like questions pop up in Facebook groups or on forums and, and, and just generally you, you're sort of thinking, well, I don't think people are thinking about this stuff. I don't think mm. that they are incorporating this into the daily running of the businesses and, and, and the yearly running of the businesses because like we were talking about taxes last week, everyone obviously leaves it to the last minute to do the tax return and it, it's almost like a bit of a panic to do it. Whereas it's the same every year. It's, it's a general function of the business, so it should be something that your bookkeeping and your, your tax return should be something that you're thinking about kind of as you're going through the year, mm. it happens every year. And knowing your numbers is the same thing, like understanding the inner workings of your business. And, and when we're talking about numbers, we are talking about uh, all sorts of numbers to do with your business. It's not just the financial stuff. Um, but, you know, pe- people will kind of ask questions that you would think, well, that, that, that should be something that you're just doing or knowing anyway. Um so we thought it'd be helpful to go through this because if if you are one of those people that loves shooting, loves editing, loves the creative side, um, and you know it's kind of your dream job um, is shooting weddings for you know making money off using your camera to to create stuff for people and shooting weddings, but you're really not, you don't really know how to to kind of run the business side of things. This is this could be really helpful for you. So, 
a fundamental function of running any business is understanding like the figures that sit underneath it. Um, this could be financial, it could be inquiries or bookings that you have, it could be to do with dates, um, dates of jobs, how many jobs in a particular space of time, delivery times that you're going to be able to keep up with because obviously your delivery times are going to be affected by what your, your workflow is and how much job, how many jobs you've got on in a particular amount of time. And it's having a handle on them and it keeps you on track day to day, month to month, and then across the years. And hopefully what happens by having a, an understanding and always being able to track these numbers is you'd be able to to put things in the right direction. So we've talked about money and taxes last week and the week before we were talking about goals. So at this time of year, you might be thinking about how you're going to um, progress things this year, the things you want to work on this year, the things that you feel like, oh, well, this was good last year, but I want to be able to do things a little bit differently or better this year. Mm-hmm. This is understanding your numbers is actually going to be the the, the, the foundation that allows you to do that, I think. Yeah. I think it, it'd be very easy to just slip into the mindset. And certainly in your first few years of business, you will find or you might regard wedding videography and photography as a seasonal business because the focus might right be on those busier peak months around the summer season. But I think if you are interested in doing this for the longer term, if you want this to be something that earns a living for you over a longer period of time you certainly need to be looking at it as something where the bigger the spread across the year or the better the spread of work across the year um the more likely that is going to end up being a sustainable business for you um because i think we'll have all experienced it where we've taken the majority of our work for the year across those summer months and we felt what that's like autumn into winter then, trying to get on top of the backlog. Yeah. Um, and you could argue, well, if we do it that way, then that gives us the start of the year. If we know that we've got the start of the year to be able to look at the business side of things, mm. you know, on the one hand, that's that's a fair point. You can get all the, the work done, all the things that we've been talking about over the past few weeks. It, do, it does give you that freedom. It does give you that time to be able to do it. But just as Jules said, the thing that underpins our business and its longevity is having a clear understanding of what the numbers are saying for you so that you can take control and you can make decisions as to how best to spread the work across the year for you. Yeah, and, and you might, you know, it is seasonal to some extent, is this. Although people get married all year round, the more people tend to get married in the summer or the warmer months, and obviously that's going to be different depending where you are based in the in the, in the the world. But, you know, what? whilst you can't control that, um, you can understand it. So maybe you, like Lindsay says, maybe you're happy to have those quieter months. And as long as you understand that during those busy months, you have to you have to hit certain targets financially, and you have to do so many weddings in that space of time. If you can manage to do that that those amount of mm. um, weddings in that time, and you can make a certain amount of money, and you know what that amount is, so that it, it kind of gives you that cash flow for the quieter months, mm-hmm. then you then it's cool. But if you actually just just you know approach it as I'll just take whatever comes in but I won't actually think about whether I'm going to have enough money in those in those other months then let's be honest you're probably going to be getting a part-time job in a supermarket or something 
when it gets to the point where you've run out of money. And ideally, not, not, not there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you, you kind of need to do and that's what you're happy to, to kind of run things like, fair enough. But if you're wanting to run this as a sustainable business full time and you want to be able to see some kind of growth from that and you have like a, this is what I want to do. I don't really want to be like doing it one minute and then I'm getting a part-time job doing something else that's, you know, another point because I didn't look at my numbers. Then looking at, understanding your figures, understanding your numbers, keeping track of things is going to be really important. Yeah. It's based on your goals, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's driven by what you set as your goals. So if your goal for your business this year is to have a period of time in the first four or five months of the year where you are working behind the scenes on your business or you're off doing something else, you're away doing something else. Maybe you want to travel or... Absolutely, yeah. Maybe have other priorities, other responsibilities in life and you just set your stall out to work through that peak summer season doing wedding photography or videography. Um, You spend the autumn, winter doing all your editing and then you start another year. You know, will that there the will be such a? We always talk, always talk about breadth of experience, breadth of knowledge and skills, um, it, w- within our community. But there's going to be a breadth of goals, I suppose, there as well. Exactly. Everybody's everybody's personal circumstances are different, and that's why everyone's business is different. And you'll hear us talk a lot, particularly from this point out, because one of the things that we really strongly believe in, because you hear a lot of a lot of people that um. Uh, doing education um, within the industry, there's a lot of um, them them telling people what they should do based on what works for them and what suits them. And you hear a lot of people talking about like, you know, up your prices, do this, do that, you know. And it, there is no one size fits all because everybody has a slightly different setup. You know, you will have different personal lives with different personal circumstances um different wants and needs different desires different goals and then they will affect your business goals they'll affect your business you know your personal circumstances will affect your business circumstances so knowing your numbers is really important and if you can then apply your numbers those numbers you know you 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 understand them enough to be able to then adapt them and utilize that information to your own personal and business circumstances. That's where you're going to be able to squeeze the most out of everything. You're going to be able to achieve all the things that you would like to be able to achieve for your personal goals and circumstances. Mm-hmm. So like, I used to be a data analyst. So talking about this stuff's interesting. I used to be a data analyst a long time ago in a previous job. I've always been interested in numbers. Uh, I'm a bit of a geek. Um, I mean. I wouldn't ever say I was interested in maths, but when it comes to kind of numbers and analysing things and statistics, freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but you don't need to be a geek. You don't need to be good at maths. Like I said, I'm not particularly good at maths. It can be made really simple and you can do all this stuff on your own level, on your own terms. You just need to, you know, as long as you have a way of understanding it yourself, you're not presenting it to anybody. Mm. Um, what we're going to go through is the the kind of basics of how we, um, you know, we use our data. Data is so important, and I know so many people. It's when I've heard people say things like uh, inquiries come in and they go into their CRM and then they just delete them, 
right? So like if they if they if they're already busy, if they're booked, and they'll just delete that inquiry, or if that person doesn't book with them, you know, they'll 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 might do might send them a response and then they say, no, sorry, you, you know, you're not for me, too expensive, whatever. And they'll just delete the inquiry. And I'm like, I've heard loads of people say this to me and I'm like, what? Why do you do that? Just, you know, within the CRM, you can just archive it. If you delete it, it deletes all the data. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I haven't really thought of that. Well, what are you going to do with the data? And I'm like, well, Collect it and use it. Use it to see, you know, so that you can track where the inquiries came from, how many came in in that period of time. And, you know, and then if you do, they're they're the two main things, but then if you do need to kind of go back in and look at any of the other data, like any more specifics about it. And I could talk about lots of things that we use use our inquiries for. And we use them for marketing. And I'll I'll explain that in another, another time, but... You know, the, there's so much information there that you wouldn't want to delete it. Data is so important. Um, and obviously, you've got to be careful how you handle data. You've got to do it in accordance with whatever the, the laws and the rules are, wherever you're based. But you, if someone inquires with you, you can keep that in your CRM. You don't have to delete that straight away. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what the GDPR and all that laws is. They've, they've handed over that bit of information to you. You can't... You can't sell it on or anything and you can't, you know, you can't then like keep it forever necessarily, but for a period of time that you, you can, that's cool to use that data. So, um, yeah, what we're going to be talking about is, is really, we think is really important. So hopefully, um, this will be helpful. We're going to talk about it based on our personal circumstances. As I've said, everyone's different. Um, so this is just like a good guide, um, for, for kind of what what you might mm. want to, to think about. And we're going to start with the financials. And the reason we're going to start about knowing your numbers from a financial perspective is because it it is a business, like we were saying in the last episode. If you were just doing this for fun, if you're just doing this as a hobby, that's absolutely fine. Um, but it's not a business then, is it? We're, we're doing this because this pays our... This this is how we make a living. This, this pays our for our life um we don't have other jobs and if we didn't make enough money to live we'd have to go get those other jobs and that's not our goal our goal is to be able to do this for a living and and you know if you're running a business hopefully your business makes enough money so that you can sustain your, your, the life that you, you're trying to have so we're going to start with your personal living costs mm. Right. So what do you need to make as a minimum out of your business to be able to live? And we're talking about, you know, the life that that you need. We're not talking about like I'm just gonna eat a tin of beans every day. What what if if you know if you're going to try and build something, we're not talking about being millionaires, are we? But we're talking yeah. about living a life that makes sense to you. Like if you if you wanted to live that life and you you, you could go get whatever job within reason but you're doing this one and you want it to be able to pay you enough money for you to have the standard of living that you you would like mm-hmm. so because you, you would couldn't if you were employed by a business you would naturally be working this stuff out anyway for yourself you would look at the salary wouldn't you would look you? at you what would the sal- like, is that absolutely. salary enough yeah. for me to to live off yeah because you would already know what your monthly expenses were personal expenses so it's 
th- that aspect of it is is no different. Um, I do think sometimes there's a there are misconceptions about you know well from self employed um, I kind of I just need to know what my business needs to make and cover those costs. No, you must start. It's with got to pay you something. Per- you live off. You've it. got to live, yeah. So it, it must start here. Yeah, so that's why we're starting with that. Rather than starting with business costs or anything else, we're starting with the, you know, we're starting with the the, the financial side. That's your personal thing, your personal um, living costs. So we're just going to give you really quick examples. We're, just, we're not going to go into loads of detail. We're just going to fly through these out lens. Okay, so we're going to be starting with the the personal costs. These are going to be slightly different, you know, for people if you're other parts of the world we're basing it on the things that we personally have to pay for and have to think about spending money on every month and obviously it's based in the UK so currencies in pounds and um we you know the 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 things that you need to spend money on might be slightly different um so we'll go through these really quick uh, and, and obviously everybody's personal circumstances are going to be different. So the size of the amounts of stuff that you're going to be spending is going to depend on things like, you know, where you live, what, what you know, geography wise, what location, what part mm. of the world, what part of the country, um, you know, how big your house is. If you live on your own and you live in a little flat, it's, your bills and your, your spend is going to be completely different to if you're a family of like, you know, six and you, you live in a massive house. Mm. So all these things, um, your own personal circumstances are going to, you know, affect these things. So these aren't necessarily our exact figures. These are just like example figures that you might um, be working with to give you um, a kind of a rough uh, example of what you would need to think about earning to be able to cover these costs. So, for example, if you have a mortgage or rent of £800 a month, uh, utilities and water of 300, council tax 200, insurance 50, TV phone, broadband 100. You spend about £800 a month on food. You've got a car payment of 300, fuel for your car 250, entertainment socialising. So you might go out a couple of times a month to for a meal or to, to the pub or whatever, £300. And if you add all this together, again, we put these things on a spreadsheet. So we have a spreadsheet that tracks all of this stuff so that we can look at our monthly, weekly, yearly budget um, so we can see what we spend on these things and that can be reviewed on a regular basis, can't it? We, yeah. can, we can go through and, and check like the, the bank statements and be like, are we realistically still spending £800 a month on food? Or has that, has that gone up? Has it gone down? Obviously, the bills change in the UK. The utilities have gone through the roof recently. So, whereas we might have been paying, again, these are the figures I've just given you aren't necessarily accurate, but whereas we might have been paying 100, 150 pounds a month on gas and electric a year ago, we're now everybody's spending pretty much double or more um, than that. These things massively affect, you know, what you need your business to make in order to keep up with your living costs. So, if we add all those things together, the figures I just gave you, that comes to 3,100 per month. Or if you add that, times that by 12, comes to 37,200 pounds a year. So you basically, your, we'll call them basic household costs because there's no holiday in there. There's no, the washing machine broke, I need a new washing machine. There's no weekends away, 
you know, there's no big expenses in there. No. The, you know, we're not even talking about like the kids need new shoes or I want a new suit. You know, it's these are just the the regular monthly costs. So it's like the basics. Thirty seven thousand two hundred pounds a year. Um, you know, obviously, if there's two of you, if you if you've got a partner and you share some of these bills or share most of these bills, then you can split that in half, and that'd be eighteen thousand six hundred. Um, and again, that you know, we're not talking about big purchases and savings there. So, you know, for us, you know, again, these figures are hundred percent accurate, but for us, this is our household income. So we need we know our business needs to make at least thirty seven thousand two hundred if 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 we're both that's all, all our money is coming from this business. We haven't got other other revenue sources. So that that gives us a, a really good place to start mm. understanding as a minimum we're talking around forty grand a year. Yeah. That's for, for us to take out for our own personal expenditure. And if we did want a holiday or we did need to, you know, we did need to spend money on bigger purchases, we're going to need more than that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So that's the personal side of things. That's understanding your own personal expenses. What other expenses do we have? Well, you're a business owner, so it's your costs of doing business now. So we shift the focus onto that. So just in the same way that you thought about your personal outgoings and what are your regular payments, regular outgoings, again, let's think of it on a monthly basis. There are costs might be some things that you pay for quarterly or annually, but let's just think about it, breaking it down, breaking it down again, sorry, month to month. So what sorts of regular outgoings does your business have? Well, quite naturally, um, we need to think about what things we need to be paying for on a monthly basis that are going to help our business to function. You might also be thinking about having a bit of a contingency fund in there. We talked about last week um, when we were going through money and taxes. You know, it's not just strictly about at the end of the day, making sure can we cover our costs and just break even. Um, The goal ultimately you know, for the longer term, shouldn't be every year, I just want to break even. It should be, if we're in it for the long run, we should be thinking about growth. So um, we need to kind of think about, yes, breaking even, but how do we build a little bit of a contingency in there as well? So regular payments then, you're going to be thinking about things like insurance, business insurance, your subscriptions. So we have things such as music licensing that we'll pay for on subscriptions, um, photo galleries, that sort of thing. So your CRM, uh, different types of editing software that you might use, phone of course, broadband, we need internet access, don't we, to do what we do. You might even, depending on the size of your business um, and kind of what your business model is, if you like, you might even be looking at costs that include something along the lines of staffing costs, outsourcing, the use of freelancers. You might have business premises, so you could be looking at rent also. Um, What if you've got vehicles as well? Well, we run as a limited company, and so we incorporate the costs of our um, vehicles into our business. But if you're a sole trader, then you're going to be looking at covering your mileage. So you need to understand what um, the mileage cost is that you can claim for in your local geographic area. So not just in the UK. What about if you're working at home and you don't have a premises naturally, uh, necessarily, you need to understand that there is 
um, uh, some guidance on uh, here in the UK on the government website, whereby you're able to to claim a small fee for working from home. But you're going to be paying because we're talking about costs, aren't we? So we're going to, you're going yeah. to be paying for that. Um, you've got to make sure you've got the money for that. So, for instance, where our <coughs> office here is in our it's part of our home, um, we have to pay the heating bill mm-hmm. for this and the electricity bill for this office. Mm-hmm. You know that's got to be incorporated into what we know we need um, from a, a revenue perspective to cover mm-hmm. those costs. Yeah, so that spills over into utilities as well. Like you've just said, the the heating, but don't just think about that. There'll be the electricity, there'll also be water, things like that that you need to consider. There might be other professional expenses as well. So we sang the praises of and talked about last week the use of having an accountant to help you keep track of your money and taxes throughout the year and to help you be prepared for when that yearly demand comes around for either submitting your self-assessment or whether it's your corporation tax and your annual accounts need to, to be prepared, certainly well, as as, as we, uh, we we sort of touched on last week, that's a definite. That's that's a, a necessity when it comes to to our um, breaking down what our costs of doing business are. There's other expenses, of course, as well. So um, again, depending on what your strategy is and how you are going to generate leads and 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 uh, locate new clients for your business, you might have marketing costs that you're going to incorporate into your monthly well, expenses. Hopefully, you do because <laughs> if you don't, you're not really in control of whether you get jobs or not. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So marketing, (laughs) you might, um, perhaps if you've undergone a process of sort of rebranding, if you've had a new website done or anything like that, you know, we've talked plenty about the fact that we had a new website and some rebranding done for us last year. We decided to pay for that as a monthly expense so it could be broken down over the course of 12 months for us. So for us, as part of our cost of doing business for the last 12 months, we understood that there was a monthly payment there, a requirement to pay for that. Thinking about your, uh, the, the weddings and that, that you may travel to, you need to factor your travel and any accommodation costs into that. Anything that you might need to basically run your business. Okay, small things, stationary, but particularly for photographers, what about wedding albums? Things like that that we need to think about. And then just finally for me on this, in terms of your cost of doing business, think about the fixed assets. Assets for me to say <laughs> that you have acquired uh, for your business we're of course talking about your equipment here okay very very valuable assets so you might factor that into your costs but it's more than likely going to be that that's a purchase that's made out of your profits um Again, last week we touched on having kind of, when it, when it comes to sort of thinking about contingencies, we have to, of course, consider the fact that at any point our equipment might get damaged. It might stop working in the way that we need it to. And so we need to think about how is that going to be something that we're going to actively not only be aware of, but be factoring in to the cost of us doing business. That's why the buffer, that's why the contingency is so important. Never just aim to be breaking even. Yeah, I mean, think think about it. If you can, if your main camera breaks, you know, tomorrow and you've got a wedding next week, and you go, but I don't have any money in the account. Mm-hmm. Like all I've got is what I need to live. You know, 
and you're thinking a new camera's or to fix that camera is going to cost me either hundreds or it might cost me a couple of thousand pounds mm. and I just don't have that right now. But how do I keep making money? How do I go shoot that wedding next week if I don't have a camera? And that's the thing when you're running a business, you can't operate in that way. You, you need to have the ability to the, the, you know, to spend a large amount of money like on a camera or, or something like that. Mm. Um when it's not expected, it can't always be something like, oh, well, next year I'll upgrade my gear because if something breaks, you don't get an advanced warning on when it's going to break. So you you need to have, like Lindsay says, the contingencies there mm. all of the time, you know? It's no different to when you're employed. If you've been employed, you have your, uh, your regular monthly outgoings like Jules has gone through some examples of, but you still want to be able to not only have a buffer there for the savings, the holidays, the nice things, there are unexpected costs that crop up in your kind of personal well, life like as well. Like your dishwasher breaking. So, <laughs> like your dishwasher breaking, just like it did for, for us last first week. First world problem. <laughs> so so there, are, there are always going to be unforced, unaccounted for, unforeseen expenses, whether it's in your professional or your personal life. So... With your business, it's no different to thinking about how you would manage that personally to how you do within your business. Yeah. And all the stuff that Lindsay's gone through, um, there are there are kind of small details and, and nuances between whether you are operating as a sole trader or a limited company. And that's that is going to determine the way that in which you will structure things and the way in which you will spend money on things. For example, you know, we, we started off as sole traders and, you know, we leased a car, you know, leased a car personally and we um, we always paid for that ourselves. Now, in the UK, the, the government were encouraging uh, businesses to use, to take, to, to get, use electric cars because they're trying to, it's part of their whole thing. Everyone around the world's doing it, encouraging electric car um, use. So there was a, a kind of a, a tax break, if you like, on you know a company using an electric vehicle. So when we became a limited company, it made sense for us to get an electric vehicle and to put that through the business because we were paying less company car tax on it, and it, it was a tax efficient way of having uh, of having and running a vehicle. So we did that, but that you know, and things like the same with mobile phones and other things that you can put through the business when you're a limited company. But we won't go into that in any more detail now. But let's just make up a figure um, so that we can put a figure on everything that Lindsay's just been going through. So your costs of doing business, the regular costs, we're not talking about I'm going to upgrade my cameras or whatever, just the regular costs. We're not talking about like we've got all these cars and stuff that we're running. We're just going to put a figure of £6,000 a year. So you, you regular Routine costs of doing business, £6,000 a year. And that's including your marketing. It's including all your subscriptions and, you know, your accommodation, your, your travel, all that sort of thing. So you need that £6,000 as well as, at this point, the money that you're going to need to pay yourself to cover your living costs. So that's, they're, they're your basics, just there. Your, your own money that you need to make plus your costs of doing business. And we've got the basics there. Before we go into the third thing that's part of this um, understanding your finances, and that is you're covering things like your tax, national insurance, student loans, 
and if you want to be able to save into a pension and invest into a pension for your future. Because those things are also things you're going to have to cover. So if you're going to want to take so much money out of your business, um, you're going to actually need to make more than what it's what what you're going to take out because the tax office is going to want a proportion of it in, in tax and national insurance. And if you've got a student loan, like in the UK, there's a certain threshold, and when you earn over a certain threshold... If you happen to have a student loan because you went to university and you you took out student loans, then I think it's twenty seven thousand something. If you earn over twenty seven thousand, you're paying your student loan back at a certain proportion. So you're going to need to work out all of this stuff. So if you take out that figure we talked about thirty seven thousand two hundred, we're going to have to work out because we haven't necessarily got someone do. I mean, the accountant mm-hmm. will do it for you, but. You don't want what the accountant tells you to be a huge surprise, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to have an idea in advance of the accountant going through and doing your accounts. You want to have an idea of how much tax you're going to owe, how much student loan you might owe, national insurance. And then if you do want to be able to invest some money into a pension, you are also going to be wanting to know what you want to put into that pension so that you can cover that. Um, and that's obviously going to be something that hopefully you've got an accountant to to sort all this out for you. However, you need to have an idea what those figures are. So you know, if you've got to pay, if you if you know that if you take out thirty grand, for instance, of your business for your, to cover your living costs, um, and you've got your you've got your um, your personal allowance, the bit that you you can earn without having to pay tax, and then the rest of it you're going to have to pay tax at whatever the rate is. For example, here it's 20%. So you know you're going to need to find, on that amount that's left, you're going to need to find your 20% of that to pay in tax. Mm. And that needs to be accounted for. So, you know, if that, that happens to be two to three thousand pounds, then you need to earn two to three thousand pounds more than what you thought you needed to make. Mm. Because... Otherwise, you're going to be two or three thousand pounds down in your own pocket because a tax man's going to ask for it. Yeah. So we're gradually kind of building up here the picture of what you need to take into account, what knowing your numbers is all about. So your own personal expenses, the costs of doing business, and then this next step, as you're saying, Jules, is the deductions that are going to come from that. Yeah. And then the fourth part. So the fourth part is going to be profit. And hopefully we're all in a position where we're not just making the bare minimum to cover the cost of doing business. And we're not just making the bare minimum to cover what we need to to keep a roof out over our heads and to put food on the table and make sure that we can, that, that the tax man isn't going to be like, you know, knocking on the door saying you owe us more money. Hopefully we're going to be able to make enough money so that we've got that extra money there, that profit. Again, that's going to look different depending on whether you're a sole trader because that's if you're a sole trader, that's probably going to be rolled into, um, you know, it's all rolled into one and it's up to you to manage it. If you're a limited company, it's slightly different because the, those profits will be handled in a different way and they will be taxed in a different way. But hopefully you're making enough money that you cover the, all the things we've talked about already and there is some extra there. 
and that that extra there is there to be able to invest either in your business. So maybe that's buying new equipment when you need it. Maybe that's spending it on going on courses and training yourself, going on retreats or, you know, something like that. Um, maybe it, it, it is on a, a vehicle or maybe it's on a premises to be able to offer different services. Maybe it's just profit to be able to sit in your business so that you have that buffer. Or maybe it's because you want to take out that extra and you want to take the family on a holiday. And hopefully, you know, the goal is that we're making enough money mm-hmm. so that we, we can we can do it some of those things every year. Um, and by understanding all that, um, it helps us to then, by understanding the financial side of things and understanding what that figure is that we would like to be, to be able to make every year to have, to cover our personal costs, to cover the cost of doing business, to cover any taxes, what we might have to pay, and to make us some profit, we then end up with a figure that that's what we're aiming to earn. And then we need to understand from a figure's perspective what that means for how many inquiries we need, Mm -hmm. how many bookings we need, how many jobs we're going to do, and what we are going to charge in relation to each one of those things. Yeah. You put together a really helpful example of how people can take understanding their personal living expenses, the cost of doing business, how much things like tax and national insurance are going to impact what you need to earn. You did a really helpful example. And what we'll do is attach that in the show notes. So whether you're listening to this uh, on the podcast, you will see it there just in the the episode sort of overview and description. Um, and if you're watching us on YouTube, again, it will be there in the uh, the description for you. Because I think that would be, it's um, I think it's really helpful that Jules will be able to, to actually see what that looks like on paper. Okay. Um, and please just remember that it's not just about doing this for this year. It's not just about in January or whether we take the start of the financial year. So here in the UK, it's the start of April, let's say. It's not just about thinking that at the start of that period of 12 months, yeah, I'm going to be on top of it this year. I'm going to have it all worked out. I know what my living expenses are. I've got an idea what the cost of doing business is. Yeah, and I think I've got my head around what the deductions are going to be as well and that buffer that I need to have built into it. I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to be right on top of it. It's not just about that. It's understanding the consistency that is needed in this repetition, repetition of this. It's so important tracking this information year after year to just see how you're progressing. How on earth would you know, you know, imagine yourself there in front of the five dragons, you're in Dragon's Den, and they're asking you about knowing your numbers, and they're saying to you, okay, tell me about the last three years in business. Tell me about knowing what's coming this year then. What are your projections? What's going to happen? How have you planned? And what are you going to say to them? Where are you going to pluck that information from? 
Because if you've watched that program, you know that they are going to rip that to shreds. You know that they are going to pick that apart with you. So it's so important. You know, and let's face it, people that go on to something like Dragon's Den, they're doing it because they want an investor in their business for growth, don't they? They want to develop it. So we might not be about to do that as wedding photographers and videographers, but do you know what? It wouldn't hurt to put yourselves in the mindset of someone that's about to step off the list, the lift yeah, and go. Sorry, oh, sorry, that's the thing though, Lindsay, you, but you're right. Like you're right. We're not, we're not looking for investment, but what we should be all doing is running our business in a way where, because we know those figures, mm. right? because we know that year one, year two, year three, that we can see that it's successful. We can see it's sustainable because we didn't get, we didn't just, it didn't plummet at year three. And now we're thinking, will I be still here at year five? Well, you know, if it plummeted and you don't know why, you might not be here at year five. So you might, you might not be in business and that's not what you want. Hopefully that's not what you want to be thinking and feeling. You want to be like, you know, if you if you plan to be in this for the long term, you actually need to know these figures. You need to know that things are building year on year or they're at least sustaining themselves so that, you know, it, well, it does need to go up. Let's be honest. The cost of living's gone up, right? Everyone's talking about cost of living. Well, you actually, you won't need to worry about cost of living if things are building year on year because you'll you'll be moving with the with the inflation figures. Mm. Your your um, revenue and your hopefully your profits will be going up mm-hmm. every year and they might have been matching inflation but at least they'll be kind of moving in the right direction with the inflation because inflation I apart from the odd time when we do go into recessions like like where we are potentially now the the economy is always um going up and inflation is always happening mm. so it you know if you make ten thousand in year one, you want to be making more than ten thousand a year too, and so on and so on. That's just how it how it is. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, COVID. You know, you you will see a difference through the COVID years, but that's a completely that's an anomaly. But hopefully, every other year you see the growth. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be massive amounts, but yeah. there should be some some improvements there. Mm. And and so they, this is exactly what we're talking about. And we're not just talking about the money either. We're talking about the inquiries. So, you know, if you get 20 inquiries in year one, hopefully you get 30, 40, 50 inquiries in year two and it keeps going up because you are growing your business, you're building your business. If you don't know those figures, if you go, well, I don't know what how many inquiries I've got in year one and year two and year three. I just know that I, I keep, I keep, everything keeps going. Mm. How can you how can you kind of look forward? How do you know what what areas you need to improve on in your business? Yeah, and then we will be next week talking about pricing, and we'll be talking about it in a very practical and very like hands on realistic way. And the thing is, if you if you want to be able to, everybody talk. It's one of the things everyone talks about is pricing. Um, if you want to be able to price with confidence. It is based a lot on knowing knowing your figures because it's not just about knowing your costs and everything, but it's also about knowing whether you can take some risks and you can push things a little bit because you know that you've got the inquiries there and you know you've got the bookings there. If you don't know those figures, you can't possibly 
you can't possibly feel confident, you know? And, and when I talk about knowing numbers, it isn't just about across the year. For example, it's January and it's been the main booking period. This sort of January, February is usually the main booking period here in the UK for weddings. So most photographers and videographers should see a lot of bookings in this month. They should see a lot of inquiries in this month. And what you want to know is you want to know where you are in terms of inquiries, bookings and revenue for this month, January, compared to last January, Mm -hmm. compared to the January before. Mm -hmm. And by knowing that, you can have that confidence in, okay, you know, I was a bit, I was a bit worried that, I'd put my prices up and nobody was booking and I didn't have the same revenue as what I had last year or I didn't have a bit more revenue than what I had last year and it's worrying me. However, right, because I know my numbers, because I know what it was like last year and I know what it was like the year before, I actually know that I'm doing better. Yeah. And by knowing that I'm doing better, I have confidence in my pricing. I'm not, I'm not like shitting myself and going, right, I'm going to put my prices back down because I know I don't need to. You'll also, what's it? No, no, that's okay. But as part of that, so we talked about in terms of cost of doing business, if you're looking at January of a year, you'll know how much you spent on marketing year one, year two, this year. And you will know what conversion rate came out of that, where that can be apportioned to. So, like you were saying, with your leads, particularly if you're using um, a CRM, this is why never delete just a archive because all that data stores over time and that just informs your decisions each year around okay well in January this year this is where I invested in marketing and that proved successful for these reasons or that didn't work so well for me so I'm not gonna I'm gonna invest that money elsewhere in my marketing this year yeah and you talked about conversion rate so again how much are you spending on marketing, being able to track that those figures? So being able to say, I spent this much on marketing in this in this in this portion of time and I got this many bookings. And I spent my marketing on these marketing channels and the bookings came from these channels. And you can track this stuff and you can compare the two and you can be like, okay, so my Facebook marketing didn't really do very well. Not that we're doing ads on Facebook these days, but you might be. And if you, so if you're doing Facebook ads and they're not doing very well, but you were spending money on pay-per-click with Google and that was doing a lot better for you and you got quite a few bookings from that and you're able to see that, then instead of spending the money on Facebook, you're going to put the money into Google. Mm. And also if you are trying to scale and you're trying to improve things, and we will be talking about marketing in future episodes, but if we're going to be, you know, spending money on marketing, which you should be to make money, we need to know that it makes sense to. So by having, by knowing your numbers, by having this data, you can see by spending X amount on marketing in this marketing channel, right? It has brought me this much in revenue. You know, these aren't always necessarily going to be exact figures, but they're going to be, this is how bigger businesses run it. Mm Bigger businesses spend something like Google Ads. They'll spend thousands, thousands and thousands every day on running ads on Google. B- 
because they know that it'll return them X amount. And when people talk about return on investment, you know, they can see that for every, you know, it costs them 10% of whatever they make revenue wise, it costs 10% on marketing to get those, to get that. But they're, they're 10 times in their money by doing that, you know? Now that that's quite simple when you're thinking about products, you know, it's, it's slightly different for services, but it, it is the same principle. And that's why it's so important to know your numbers. Mm. And that's it. And that's a perfect way to, to kind of bring this to a conclusion, actually, because we introduced this as knowing your numbers. And you might have thought, well, oh, last week it was money and taxes. Here we go. It's more figures this week. Yes, there was an emphasis on understanding what your costs are personally and professionally. But when we talk about knowing your numbers, it extends into that business data as well those facts and figures also and I think when you're armed with that information just as you've touched on you have the ability to be able to act on that data as well Mm -hmm. act on that information and just think about what peace of mind that is going to give you it's certainly from from the perspective of thinking of of kind of reducing the sort of anxiety around I mean you know we have felt it just think about in the past six months the difference in spending behavior the difference that we have seen in the decisions that people are making about how much they're going to spend on their weddings as a whole Mm. what they're going to make a decision on is a priority and what's important for their wedding so as we've talked about hands down the photographer is one of the first things that's top of the list but for videographers, we know that historically we, we've kind of worked really, really hard as a community to claw our way through its photography and videography is a luxury. So if I can afford it, then I'll have it. We know that we've seen a change in time that they've, they've come. That there's come to be parity between the two. There's come to be a bit more of an understanding from the clients themselves that they value what they see in video. We know it even more because we see photographers crossing over into offering um, highlight films as well. We know it because we're seeing videographers go the other way and that's how this hybrid service has come about delivering the two so we're now and what we've experienced together so we've kind of come through that but then it's the spending behavior that we've seen a difference in and so when you know your numbers when we're hitting a period of time in the economy like that to just kind of quell our own anxieties and just help us reframe things in our mind so that we're not thinking oh my gosh I just don't know what's going on here this time last year I knew that if I put a few hundred pound on Instagram ads the inquiries had just come flooding in and then I'd get I'd somehow get enough bookings well if that's how you kind of I don't want to use the term playing the game but if that's how you're making your decisions you know that guesstimating this year has shown you that that's not going to work for you that's not going to work with the way that things have changed. And so take away that anxiety, take away that unknown and give yourself the peace of mind by knowing that you have got these numbers straight in your mind. Because, um, and like you said, it's a nice kind of little segue into thinking about what we'll talk about next week. When you're armed with this information, this empowers you to be able to understand where you're going to set your prices 
Okay, you understand what your goals are, you know what your numbers are. So let's take that forward now in a positive way and we will go into next week and we'll look forward to talking to you about the taboo of pricing. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is, obviously we will be talking about that next week, but the, but the thing about pricing is it shouldn't be just looking at what other people are charging and, you know, basing it on that, going, well, they're better than me, I should charge less or I'm better than them, I should charge more or, you know, it shouldn't be about that. There should be, you know, a lot of, well, we will talk about all the things that go into deciding pricing and what and what good pricing and bad pricing looks like when you've got this sort of information and data. Um, but I've seen quite a lot of chitter chatter about chitter chatter. <laughs> that just came out. Um, seen quite a lot of chitter chatter about the you know people sort of moaning about um, not getting that many inquiries um, or bookings compared to to usual this year, um, and not getting. Um, you know, getting people that are really price conscience, conscious. Now, the thing is, you always see this. I'll tell you why, because it always exists, right? It's just, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about those things if you know your numbers. And if you understand what you need to do to change those numbers and you're confident about where you're at with things, then you can make those decisions based on not an emotional response of like, oh mm. shit, I haven't got mm. what I expected or how I usually have. You can be, like for instance... Becomes proactive. Yeah, rather, rather than, than reactive. Yeah. So for, for instance, we, we had a plan and COVID completely messed it up. But I would say that over the last couple of years, we've been, we've been trying to work through getting back on track with that plan that we originally had five five years ago, six years ago when we started out. And for us, this January, we have managed to get to a place where, where what we had planned to do is happening. Okay, so we had a goal of how many, roughly how many weddings we wanted to shoot within that um, financial year. And we had um, an idea of of how much revenue we needed to make. So we, we've based a lot of how, you know our pricing and everything on that. We'll talk about this next week. We've managed to get there. And it's because we knew our numbers, right? So we're able to, at this point, knowing that we don't have a crazy busy year like we did last year and the year before, we're able to, to go, okay, we can make some much more proactive and smart decisions now because we're not just thinking shit we're not going to make enough money to live cool That's yeah the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so we hope that that's been helpful for you, um, giving you a, a little bit of an insight and, and prompting you to think about how well actually and ask yourselves this how well do you know your numbers um Thank you so much to, to all of you that are continuing to listen to us and watch us. We Even really through these boring ones. <laughs> we, we really do appreciate the, um, the, the feedback that we receive and um, we, we, we do believe in, in kind of the, the topics that, that we talk about, you know, because we're, um, 
we've never set out on this journey with the podcast to purport to be um, the the font of all knowledge when it comes to um, the the skill level and the quality of your photography and videography and weddings. This, as you will have known, and those of you that have been with us since we started and, and joined us along the way, will know that the real focus here is getting you also to consider the other side of your business. And it's, it's about sharing the journey. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because we're on it too. Yeah, we're not um, we're not sat in the ivory tower looking down saying, this is what you should do if you want to be like us. Get to where we've got. We're living this too. Sort of month to month, year to year. Um, and so it's equally as important for us. And that's why we don't mind kind of sharing, you know, figures with you. Um to, to, to help kind of illustrate the, the, the points that we're going through. But anyway, that's long enough for today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you once again for, for joining us. If you do have any comments, thoughts, or, or indeed questions on knowing your numbers or anything else that you'd like to discuss with us, please just get in touch with us at Wedding Mavericks. You can always e- email us at info at weddingmavericks.com. And please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you are listening to us or watching us, of course. But thank you ever so much again. We hope you're all well and that you have a great week. Thank you, guys. Bye.